0: A man's journey with God begins, continues, and ends with supernatural encounters that he orchestrates for him. No man will ever discover, enter into, and fulfill God's purpose in his lifetime without these supernatural encounters with God. Each encounter you have with God will not only transform your life, but will shift you supernaturally to a pedestal of glory where God can use you to transform others. A moment of
1: encounter with God will shift you from where you are to where you are supposed to be
0: spiritually and physically. Prepare Prepare your your heart heart for an an uncommon uncommon transformation transformation from God's word and all round miracles by by the the power of the Holy Ghost as God's servant. <udese> leads us in, in this special, special moment of encounter with God.
1: Thank you for today. Thank you for the package you have for us today. Blessed be your name. We trust you for your mighty visitation in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your word come to us. In the very language we will understand. And may we receive grace to live according to your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. There is a message that I am led by the Spirit to share with us today. I shared that same message yesterday. With the national delegate conference that met over the weekend, and yesterday happened to be my birthday, become a time well fitted for that message because I always recollect, remember the reason why I am born and born again, and keep. Committing myself, dedicating myself to that purpose. So we will be looking at total commitment to kingdom services. Can we all say it? Last Sunday, you remember, the Lord showed us how Jesus exchanged our curses. By hanging on the cross. In Galatians chapter 3. 13 to 14. Say Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. By hanging on the cross. By being a curse. Because the curse is he that hangs on the cross. Verse 14. That the blessings of Abraham might come upon us. The Gentiles. Through Jesus Christ. And. I want us to note that, in as much as God has opened our eyes in several ways about how to be free from the causes that we have inherited from our ancestors and exchange them with the blessings, there are also ways we must activate these blessings. There are things we must do, practical things we must do To walk in these blessings And I want us to see a scripture Exodus chapter 3 Chapter 23 Verse 25 to 26 Exodus chapter 23 25 to 26 Let's read it together, one to go And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. There are a lot of things that are attached to the service of the Lord, your God. You see, ye shall serve the Lord, your God, and he will, number one, bless. That is to say, if you don't serve the Lord, your God, he will not bless your bread and your water. He will not take sickness away from the midst of you. Is a covenant, and in every covenant, there are parts that man will do, and there are parts that God will do. What is our part in this covenant? To serve, to serve the Lord your God. And what is God's own part? Bless. To bless your bread and your water. That's walking in divine blessings. And then to take sickness away from our midst, walking in divine health. Then There shall nothing cast their young. There shall be no miscarriage. There shall be no burial of your children. Eh? And then, nor be barren. There shall be no barrenness, whether the biological barrenness or financial barrenness or any other barrenness. There shall be no barrenness. And what else? The number of your days I will fulfill some people die before the number of their days are fulfilled a lot of things causes life of so many to be cut short God said to ensure your longevity fulfilling the purpose of God for your life in your lifetime with good health with blessings I mean no sorrow When you see a man that, or a woman that has miscarriage, or a a woman that lost her baby, there is always a sorrow. But the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and added what? No sorrow. What shall you do? You shall serve the Lord your God. So we need to commit ourselves. The essence of today's message is that in as much as Jesus has exchanged our sicknesses, our causes, on the cross, we need to do some practical things encapsulated in serving the Lord. Many people, they don't have that mindset of serving God. They want to use God to get what they want. They want to use God to receive miracles, uh, healings, and all of that. Whenever they have problem, they want their business to have To begin to grow, they want something. When they come in a place like this, they will just be looking. uh, Can they see vision for me? I am having a problem. What is happening to me? I want it to go. The moment the thing is gone, he will go away. The next time he has problem and trouble, he will start looking for God again. They are not committed at all in serving the Lord. Luke chapter one verse seventy four is a scripture that we have been reading. As our benediction. Thank you, benediction. What did he say? He said that he will grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might what? Serve him without fear. Look at that verse carefully. What is the purpose? What is the reason for our deliverance out of the hands of our enemies? What is the purpose? So that we will serve the Lord. The purpose of our salvation, the purpose of our redemption, is not for us to just say, I am redeemed, I am saved, I am delivered, and then we go about pursuing our own selfish interests. But to serve the Lord, to give ourselves to the service of the Lord without fear. Verse 75. How are we going to serve him? In holiness and what? Righteousness before Him. How many days of our life you are supposed? Let me talk to you and I say, Never. you are delivered. You are saved, so that you will serve the Lord all the days of your life in holiness and righteousness. That's the purpose of our salvation. That's why we are saved and set free, redeemed, to serve the Lord. Many people are not careful in this area. When you read Exodus chapter 8, verse 1, you see where Moses was commanded by God. And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus says the Lord Let my people go Why? Yes. My people must go for a purpose When you are saved When you are delivered You are not just delivered to come and sit down And maybe in a, a fellowship like this Or in a church And just be looking and you are not doing anything You are delivered from the hand of Pharaoh so that you will serve let my people go so that they will serve me if you are not serving the Lord then you are wasting the purpose of your salvation and your deliverance we must realize that Abraham that we are to inherit or walk in his blessing served the lord and the lord called him my servant genesis 26 verse 24 god said to isaac concerning abraham look at what he called abraham let's read together want to go and the lord appeared unto him that same night and said i am the god of abraham thy father fear not for i am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed why for my servant Abraham's sake. is a different thing when God himself calls a man his servant. Many people say, I am a servant of God. But it's only God that names those who are his servants. He woke up Joshua one day in Joshua 1 verse 1. Moses, my servant, is dead. We are saved to serve him. When you listen to how the apostles of old, those that gave us a blueprint of the life of Christ we are following, people like Paul, in Romans chapter 1 verse 1, you see how he introduced himself. Paul, what is the first thing he said about himself? A servant of Jesus Christ. And then before he now talked about called to be separated unto wow. the gods. In other words, he's saying, when you want to introduce me and you want to add title to my name, what is the title? Servant Paul. And sometimes we don't want to come down and look at the fact that we are called basically As servants of Jesus. So we need to commit ourselves. To totally serve him. With all our hearts. All the days of our life. Remember. All the days. All the days. Yesterday. I clocked some years. Are you following me? Now. Today. Another day has been added. Every day you keep asking yourself, how am I serving him in holiness? When somebody is telling lies, is he serving him in holiness? In righteousness. All the days of our life. What is the meaning of kingdom service? Kingdom service encompasses every kind of service that advances the kingdom of God at any level. It is the deployment of your efforts, your time, your resources, your ability to discover a need in the house of God, outside the, 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 the house of God, for the sake of the kingdom advancement and offer a solution. The deployment of your efforts, energy, your time, your resources, your ability. To discover a need and offer a solution that will advance the kingdom of God. God truly expects us to be making serious contributions for the advancement of His kingdom as He has saved us and as He's blessing us. That's how we show Him love and appreciation for the wonderful things that He's doing for us. That's one way we say, Thank you, Lord. For giving me life, thank you for giving me health. Thank you for other things you have done for me. By that service you are giving to the Lord. There are several people that they don't want to get themselves committed, they stand idle when they come to a place like this, they are not passionate to know what God will want them to do in order to move the work of God, the kingdom of God forward. Listen, God is a God of justice. Get us uh, 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 3. He said, by him, actions are weighed. And of course, inactions are also weighed. Talk no more so exceedingly proudly. Let not arrogance come out of your mouth. Why? Why am I warning you? For the Lord is a God of knowledge. And by him, what happened? Let me tell your neighbor, your actions are weighed by God. God is the God of knowledge. He knows everything. He knows what you are supposed to be doing in the house of God. Where you are being blessed. God will deliver us today and put us on the right track in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus was giving a parable of the kingdom in Matthew 20, very powerful parable. I wish I can have time to expose it, but I will not because of time. I just want to take it in passing. Matthew 21 to 7. He said. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. That's Jesus, the husbandman, that went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. There is a walk in the vineyard of the Lord. Let me tell you, there is a walk in the vineyard of the Lord. Verse 3. He went out about the third hour and saw others standing how idle in the marketplace. They were standing how idle. Do. What does it mean to stand idle? Doing nothing. They are just standing, doing nothing in the marketplace. And he said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard remember there are people he has already sent into the vineyard early in the morning but they are not enough the work is more than the people so he went out again and found some other persons that are standing idle in the marketplace of this world and he recruited them delivered them and sent them into his vineyard and said go in and walk into my vineyard Now, verse 5 again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. Can you imagine that the laborers are few, and the master keeps going to recruit more and more laborers into the vineyard? One day, he looked at the crowd of people that are hungry and passionate for the world. Passionate for the power, for the visitation of God. And he said to the disciples, Truly, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Now look at verse 6. About 11th hour, that is 5 p.m., just one hour to six, when the work will end. 11th hour, he went out again. And found others standing how? I I do and he said unto them why stand ye here all the day I do they said unto him verse 7 because no man has hired us he said to them go ye also into the vineyard that whatsoever is right that you shall receive go ye also look at Jesus interested in recruiting laborers into the vineyard Even at the 11th hour, these people have been standing idle and he sent them also into his vineyard. But do you know the tragedy now? Some of them came into the vineyard and they are still standing idle when the work is enormous. They came into the house of God and they are not engaged. They are not occupied. They are doing nothing. From one year to the following year, they will be coming, receiving blessing, receiving all manner of wonderful things, and they will go without committing themselves to serving God in any significant way in the house of God. I pray that we will not be like these men that are idle, idle occupied with sin, And now delivered into the vineyard And instead of being gainfully employed We are still standing idle May God help us in Jesus' name What are the benefits of kingdom advancement services? We have seen already that it attracts divine blessings From Exodus chapter 25 we read We saw that when we serve the Lord, he blesses us it attracts divine attention and caring on the man. In Genesis chapter 2, when Adam was created and put into the garden, God gave him a walk and the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden. To do what? To dress it and to keep it. It's a walk. And this man was doing the work, serving the Lord in the Garden of Edom. Sometimes you don't know the gap between one event or the other because the Bible can record it as if it is very, very short. We don't know how many days, how many weeks, how many months, maybe years that Adam was alone. Before God came one day and looked at how he was dressing the garden, keeping the garden, and noticed that there is a need in the life of Adam. What is the need in the life of Adam? He said, it is not good for the man to be, you know. You know, some people, they just want to take God as alternative to certain native doctors. When they go to native doctor, they say, native doctor, I want you to do something for me. I want to get married this year. And then, native doctor will do something. I want to travel out. I'm planning to go for visa interview. Do something. God is not like Satan. Though he's benevolent, he can show us such mercies. But see, if we are going to inherit God's blessing and work in it, we must be committed and devoted to discovering what he wants us to do and be doing it actively in his vineyard. While Adam was doing the work that God gave him to do, God solved his problem of marriage. I have seen sisters, brothers, that are actively engaged serving the Lord without distraction. And before you know it, the Lord blessed them powerfully. Zechariah in Luke chapter 1 was a priest with the wife Elizabeth chapter 1 verse 5. You will notice that they have been righteous and holy before the Lord. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zachariah, of the cause of Abia. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. And they were both what? Righteous before God. walking in what? All the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. How? They are now very old without a child. But I love this couple. They were both righteous, both of them. Sometimes you notice that the husband is righteous, the wife is not righteous. But in the case of Zachariah, they were both. If there is a, a man here and your wife is not here, maybe she's not she's not born again, she's not a disciple. By the reason of this scripture, I decree that your partners will come to meet with the Lord. I'm so touched by the fact that both of them were righteous. Both of them were walking in harmony. All the commandments, all of them, all of them. And they are not working on it carelessly, they are working on it how? Blameless. What a man and his wife. But there was a need in their life. They don't have children. And at, at this time, they were already old but that did not stop this man from serving the Lord verse 8 and it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course he was busy cleaning the church he was busy you know attending choir practice so that he will be able to praise God to his glory. He brought out his time, his energy, his resources. He discovered a need and said, let me meet this need. He was not standing idle. He was not complaining and said, this God that I have been serving, why is it that he has not given me a a child? For how many years I have been serving him? Why is it that he has not given me a child? No! This man and his wife, they continued. They know that they were delivered to serve. He delivered us out of the hands of our enemies. That we will be focused. We will be dedicated, committed in serving him all the days. And he was determined for that. And look at what happened. While he executed his own service in the house of the Lord, what happened? 11. And there appeared unto him, what? An angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayers is what? And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Go ahead. Not just an ordinary son now. Thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Go ahead. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be feared with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias to turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. What a glorious son, packaged in glory and was transmitted to the earth through the womb of Elizabeth John the revivalist who came as a foreigner to prepare for the coming of Jesus. It was this couple Listen, go and read your Bible carefully. There was no single barren woman that served the Lord in the Bible. Are you getting me? They may have delay, but most times when the baby is finally born, the baby will not be an ordinary baby. Am I saying the truth? So don't allow your trouble, your problem temporarily to make you to, it's the devil, the flesh. You see yourself saying, "Eh, the devil will be telling you because the thought will be coming in your heart. Since you started going to that uh, discipleship, since you started, uh, what has happened to you? Since you started serving the Lord, what has happened to you? Okay, have you married now? Okay, have you had a child now? In old age, they continued faithfully and trust God is a faithful God. I will call upon the Lord. He's the covenant keeping God I will call upon the Lord He's the miracle working God I will call upon the Lord for I know He He will will answer me When you serve Him His attention comes on you and at His right time it will fulfill that need in your life. Are you getting me? Bend down. Discover a need in the house of God and fill it in. Don't stand idle anymore. Eh? And that's how so, so many of us, you just be there saying, eh, uh, what are they even doing? Eh? They have not even finished arranging the equipment and it is time. Excuse me. Can't you join them and arrange the equipment? So we come and put their hand on the seat and say, ah, these people don't know how to clean dust from seats. What kind of people are, is this? Uh, no, no, no. That's a very wrong attitude. Find something to do in the house of God and you will receive your own portion of his blessing, caring, attention. Serving the Lord in the kingdom service attracts divine prosperity On the man, Psalm thirty-five, verse twenty-seven. Let them shout for joy and be glad, that favour my righteous cause. Yeah, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which had pleasure in the prosperity of his what? Servant. The Lord has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. We have not handled working in divine prosperity. One of the Sundays, we are going to handle that as part of the possessions we are possessing. Now, but I want you to note that serving the Lord wholeheartedly is, a, is one of the ways God prospers his servants. He said the Lord has pleasure. It makes him happy, it pleases him when his servants are prospering. In Job 36, verse 11, if they obey and serve him, what shall happen? They shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Remember what we have said. Number one, it attracts divine blessings on the man that serves him, number two, it attracts divine caring and attention on the man. Then it also attracts divine prosperity. Some years ago, one young man said to me, I would like I would like my ways, the way things are happening in my life, to be like the way it's happening in your life. I know what he was talking about. He has studied how things happen in my life. I don't struggle for anything. The only thing I know that I'm doing is serving the Lord with all my heart. How I got job after my youth service in those days, I don't know. Federal job. How I got to do my master's, did my PhD, finished, finished, all of that. I don't know. How I found myself in UNN as a lecturer from Unizik, did everything, first degree, second degree in Unizik, then I found myself in UNN as a lecturer. I don't know. How I became the head of department of electronic engineering, UNN, after two years of being a staff, I don't know. I mean, the way things have been happening, you know the Bible says, seek you the kingdom of God. Do you remember? and his righteousness, what will happen? Yeah. Every other thing. Every other thing. How God gave me a wonderful wife, wonderful children, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm lacking. Do you know what I'm lacking? I'm, I'm trying to discover what I'm lacking. The only thing I know that I'm doing is what? what? Serving the Lord. I'm active on it. I am, every second I'm on it. Total commitment. Some of you are looking for what you will get from God. Your heart is not yet committed. You will attend a meeting like this for one year, two years. You will not be able to say, this is one thing I have been doing in the house of God. This is how I am serving the Lord. You are just looking for hey, now message today, eh, the Rema was powerful. Did you enjoy the Rema? You carry the Rema and go. You come back again for Rema. How are you employing and applying your effort, your time, your resources, your energy in serving the Lord for the kingdom of God to advance? Some of you, you have a gift you can sing well. You know it. But you do not want to join those who are singing in the house of the Lord and sing. To the glory of God. So many areas. So get busy. Tell your neighbor, get busy in the house of God. Stop standing idle here. So that it will not be from idle in the marketplace to idle in the vineyard. Malachi chapter 3, verse 18. Then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. God is saying that when I finish doing what I want to do, you will come back and you will see the difference. You will see the kind of thing he's going to use to beautify and decorate those who are serving him. And when you look at those who are serving him, you will know that this one is different from this one who is not serving the Lord. It attracts divine distinction on the life of the man that serves the Lord. It attracts divine jealousy. Divine jealousy. In Genesis 21, you see where Abraham went to the country of Philistine. He has done that in, in Egypt. Some of you that have read about Abraham, you know that when he wanted to enter Egypt, he told his wife, Sarah, when we got there, tell them that you are my sister. And Sarah lied because Abraham asked him to lie. And then Abraham also lied himself. But you know what happened? When Pharaoh took Sarah and said, Okay, your sister, I want to be your in law. And now, <laughs> the Bible said God began to attack and fight the house of Pharaoh. The same thing happened again in um, Philistia. Abimelech took Sarah the same way. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night. What did he say to him? Behold, thou art but a dead man. You are not about to die. You have already died. Eh? Why is God talking to me like that? He said, because the woman you have taken is what? And the man is not an ordinary man. He's a prophet. He's, a, he's my servant. Listen. God is not approving the lie that Abraham told. Are you following me? Don't make that mistake. But you know God. God has a way of judgment. You remember the price that Abraham has paid to leave his father's house. Do you remember? He's kindred and traveled, coming to the land of Canaan. And has been following God. And then He deviated. God came and intervened. He said, Abraham, my servant. That's why we want believers shut your mouth from talking against servants of God. They are not your servants. But that's not the point. I want you to see what God did to Miriam and Aaron in Numbers 12. They opened their mouth and said, Is it only you that God is talking to? Moses is also talking through us. Why is it that every time you are raising yourself above the people of the Lord? Meanwhile, you even married a non believer, an Ethiopian woman. And God heard it and summoned three of them and said to them, If there is a prophet eh, among you, I reveal myself to him in visions, I speak to him in dreams. But this is not true of my what? That's jealousy. He's faithful in what? All my house. My servant Moses is serving me faithfully. Who are you to talk against him? And the Bible said, he just left. When he left, Miriam became leprous. Who knows the, the process that attracted leprosy from Miriam. Sometimes you think that whenever evil thing happened, it's from the devil. This leprosy, who did he come from? Devil or God? Some people are suffering not from the devil, but from who? You don't want to talk loud because it's not, it's not aligning with your, your former way of thinking. He, she became leprous because she spoke against God's faithful servants. Listen, it has happened like that even today to so many people. God is jealous over his servants that is serving him faithfully. When you become a servant of God, serving God faithfully, you will not die a shameful death. God will protect, you. he will be jealous over your life. He will, be, he will make sure that he protects, preserves, and keeps his own. What a beautiful thing to be a servant of God. Remember that this is the reason why he delivered us. Look at Peter's mother's wife in Matthew chapter 8 verse 14. The Bible says Jesus came to Peter's house. I think it was 15 or so. He saw the mother mother mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. Now get us verse 15. And he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and did what? That is she rose up and began to serve them. Jesus knew that this woman should serve him. So because she will serve him, she should not be on the sick bed. That accident, she will not have it because if he has it, who will he preach on Sunday evening? Are you getting me at all? No, he will not have it. That sickness will not tie him down because he is in the choir, he's the one that will lead the song on Sunday evening. Are you getting me at all? On what ground will God stand out and say this thing will not happen to you so that nothing will stop in his walk, in his vineyard? Do you understand that question at all? There are so many needs in the house of God. It's just that you don't want to see it. And I will not blame us because the human nature is selfish and self-centered from Adam. Always looking for what to benefit? What to benefit? Not what to give, what to help offer, what to help with. But God is going to change us today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It also attracts divine favor. You remember that in John 15 16, Jesus said, If you bring forth fruit that will last, win souls that will last. Say, Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name. He will give it to you. That is favor. That is whatsoever. The condition is that you are serving him in winning souls, bringing fruit, and the fruit are lasting. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my, he will give it to you. God will be waiting for you to pray. One man of God said, he wanted to pray for a woman that is sick. And he heard the voice of God say, Don't pray for her. He was about to pray. So he went home and was asking the Lord, Why don't you want me to pray for that woman? She's sick. She needs prayer. She needs to be healed. He said, God spoke to him and said, Because if you pray for her, I will heal her. But I don't want to heal her. So I don't want your prayer to force me to do what I don't want to do. Are you getting me at all? There are people that when they pray for the sick, after praying for the sick, the sickness will worsen. Now, how are you after the prayer? Before the prayer, it was only headache. When you finish praying, the headache increased, and then stomach problem joining. That's a man that's a child of God speaking in tongues. There's no favor. You know what favor is? Favor with God is that whatever you open your mouth and ask, God is doing it. Special favor. It also has eternal reward. Serving the Lord attracts what? Eternal reward. Revelation 22, verse 12. What did he say? Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. Eh? My reward. Who is talking there? Jesus. My reward is with me. To give what? Every man according as his work shall. When he will return. Many of you know this brother. Do you know him? Do you know this brother in the media? Do you know the one that is becoming as serious as him? Are you observing this one? Recently he's becoming as serious as this one. When they, he comes, there will be a time of what reward. Every Sunday they will be here on time setting, arranging, organizing, and some of us will come come late and go early and even complain that these people say, i don 't understand how they are keeping somebody here that's how you keep doing, tomorrow you want God to do wonders for you, even if listen, Jesus said. I am coming. My reward is with me. And I will give to every man. Are you a man? That man is generic. I will give to every man. According to his work. Don't desire my reward. When he comes, you will have your own reward. According to. So if you did nothing, you will have nothing as a reward. Let me ask your neighbor when he will come. When he what reward will you have? Amen. There are various aspects of services we can give to the Lord in advancing his kingdom according to the various gifts that God has given to us. Eh? You remember that Jesus gave gifts to the church. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 and 12, he said, When he ascended on high, he gave gifts to the church. Some he gave to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, and so on and so forth. But that's not all. You may say, I'm not an apostle, I'm not an evangelist, I'm not a a, a prophet. When you read Romans chapter 12, verse 6 to 8, you also see another list where you can fit in. There 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 is a gift for you. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion, proportion of our faith. Or ministry that is service. Let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teacheth on teaching. The next verse. Or he that exhorted on exhortation. He that giveth. Let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. First Corinthians twelve verse twenty-eight. These are various aspects. He that showeth mercy. He that giveth. And God has set some in the church, because are, there is a walk in the church. Church here is referring to the house of God, where people of God gathered to. He said, "Where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst." He has set some in the church: first apostles, secondary prophets, teachers, after that miracles, gift of healing, herbs. Did you see that herb? Is a gift. If you are not an apostle, you may have a gift of help. government diversities of tongues. These gifts we are giving for the purpose of locating your own area in the kingdom service and giving your best to it. So we are expected to discover the area of need. And fulfill that area, fulfill that need, fill that gap in the house of God so that God will continue to extend his favor and his blessings upon our lives. Let me go on to look at the requirements for kingdom services. One, you have to be delivered, set free from every other master. No man can serve two masters, says Jesus. In Matthew 6 24, he said, No man can serve two masters. He will either love one or hate the other. You cannot serve God and what? No man can serve two masters. If you are going to be a servant of the Lord, serving him in the kingdom, you must not be a servant of any other person or any other thing. Because no man can serve two masters. Maybe spirit can serve two masters, I don't know. But if it is a man, you cannot serve two masters. So, you cannot serve God and mammon. But mammon is not the only master that engages people for service. You know what mammon is there? He's talking about the spirit that makes people to abandon God and the things of God and pursue money, giving attention, more time, more devotion, more commitment to the things that will give them money and fame and power than the things that we give them God. That's mammon. There are other masters in John 8:34. You will see another master that you must be delivered from before you can be a true servant of God. Jesus answered them. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. Whosoever committed sin is what? Now, what is sin from that verse? What is sin? Sin is a master. When you tell lie, you become a servant of lie. That's why you see yourself lying again and again. Sometimes you ask yourself, but I'm a believer. Why am I still lying? You are still lying because lying is your master. Though you are speaking in tongues, but you are serving sin. You are not a servant of God. Many, many people that parade themselves as servants of God are not. How do I know you cannot serve two masters? How can you say you are a servant of God when you are still watching pornography, committing masturbation, lusting, entertaining lustful thoughts in your heart? No, you are not. You are a servant of anger, a servant of envy, jealousy. You are not a servant of God. Excuse me, no man can serve two masters. And whosoever commits sin is the servant of sin. You are not a servant of God. There is also this kind of master that makes people not to be free. To serve God. Proverbs 22, verse 7. The rich rule it over the poor. And the borrower is servant to what? The reason why I don't borrow and I don't beg. I don't borrow and I don't beg is because I'm a servant of God. The borrower is what? is a servant to the lender. The moment you say, can you borrow me 10000 naira? I will pay you tomorrow. You know what you are doing now? You are becoming a servant to the lender. The Bible is true. The borrower is a servant to the lender. Because I want to be a servant of God, and I know that I can't serve two masters. No, when I ask you to borrow me money, I will become your servant. But I'm already a servant of God. I don't want to be a servant of sin. I don't want to be a servant of mammon. I don't want to be a servant of the lender. Therefore, I trust my God to provide for me. For course is he that puts his trust in man. Jeremiah 17 verse 5. Thus saith the Lord. Please note that this is not what man is saying. This is the Lord talking. What is the Lord saying, please? Cause be the man that trusted in what? A man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departed from the Lord. Next verse. For he shall be like the heat in the desert, and shall not see when good come, but shall inhabit the parched places, not even in, in a good house. Where? In the wilderness, in a salt land that nobody has inhabited. Is that what you want? Please, put your trust in the Lord. Depend on this faithful God because he does not fail. Our God is a faithful God. He's a covenant-keeping God. Don't be a servant to the lender because he's going to deprive you being a servant of God. And I decree that any one of you that is in debt in this place, you are delivered in the name of Jesus Christ. You are walking out of your debt in the name of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 23, what did he say? He said, for you are bought at a price. Therefore, be not the servants of men. You are bought with a price. What is the price that the Lord used to buy us? The blood of Jesus He said, you are not your own. You belong to the Lord. You are bought at a price. Therefore, do not be servants of men. Lift up your right hand and say, Father, I decide today that it is only you that I will serve. Every Pharaoh that has mastered me is letting me go now, so that I will serve the Lord and Him only. May it be according to your prayers in the name of Jesus. Amen. Matthew four verse ten. What did He say? Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and Him how only. Shall thou serve? Say to your neighbor, You are to serve only the Lord. You are are not supposed to be a servant of sin, or servant of lenders, or or servant of any other master. The Lord Lord God should be your, your master. I want us to also note that love is. Another very important requirement for effective kingdom service, we must have to love the Lord. Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me more than this? He said, yes, I I love you. You know that I love you. John 21, verse 15 to 18. He said, feed my lamb. How do you demonstrate your love for me? Jesus was asking Peter, feed my sheep, feed my lamb. Do something for my people. If you love me, serve my people. So that's you must have to love him. In Exodus chapter 21, the Lord said, If a man has a Hebrew servant and the person stayed for six years, on the seventh year he shall be made free. But if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master shall bring him unto the judges. He shall also bring him to the door or unto the doorpost. And his master shall bore his ear through with an awl. And he shall serve him. How? I'm a servant of the Lord forever. And the reason he said, if the servant shall say, I love my master. Love. One way you demonstrate your love for the Lord is your service to him. How many of you, if Jesus to appear here physically now, you will like to serve him? How many of you would like to come to me? Hey, Jesus, hey, I want to serve you. I want to clean the seat where you're going to sit down. I want to how many of you will do that? How many? Hey. He said, as you do it for this, my little children, you have done it. Because we are his body, the body of Christ. So, how dare you come here? You don't know that this is Christ because this is the body of Christ. You don't know that you should clean this seat. You should arrange. You should get something done. May God help us in Jesus' name. Now, I want us to look at the practical tips for effective kingdom service. There are three or four of them. One is that you must seek the Lord to show you the areas of your service. Saul said to the Lord when he encountered him, he said, what do you want me to do? If the one that I'm doing is a persecution, what do you now want me to do? You must seek the Lord. A brother came for a counseling yesterday. He said to me that I have discovered that though I am in the church, I attend discipleship i do everything, but the Lord is showing me clearly that he has put in my life what it takes to take care of missionaries. I said, how do you know that? He said, I discover that anytime I see missionaries and they have a need, I will be crying. I will be crying. And he said, he said, be a businessman. He said, he has come to know. So I asked him you have prayed, he said yes, write it down, he wanted me to help him to cross-check and be sure before he he has plans, open a foundation that will be sponsoring missionaries, their children, and all of that. That is a service he has discovered, a need he has discovered. And sometimes, listen, these things we are talking about are very serious. I hope you know. I hope you know. Don't be idle. There is something that God Want to do with your life, he wants to do something for you, but he wants to do something with you to help others too. So, you need to bend down and discover it, seek for it. Another brother said, I don't know my own life goal. What is the purpose of God for my life? I said, Then pray, pray, and seek God to discover what he wants you to do in his vineyard. And then you also need to look at, as you are praying, the Need what are the needs here? Where can I fit in? Can I join those who are praying? Because every work of God, I didn't tell you that there are different kinds of services in the house of God. There are those that are keeping the sanctuary clean. There are those that are singing. There are those that are praying because this is a spiritual work. Prayers need to go on. It's not a physical work. We are not doing physical business here. If you don't pray, the kingdom of darkness will shut down what you are doing. Which class kingdom will manipulate people with all sorts of things and scatter what God is doing. So there is a need for people to stand in the gap and pray. So there are people in that aspect. There are people that are going to be, spearheading are heading missions, evangelism, leading us out to go and make disciples and you know, establish them in the Lord. Various aspects of need, you need to look. Where can I fit in? Don't be idle. Are you getting me? Amen. You begin to serve, and as you serve wholeheartedly, you have your reward. Let me run through okay, modes of kingdom services, modes. That is talking about how do we serve? That's the last thing I'm going to talk about, and then we'll pray. Number one, you are to serve wholeheartedly with all your heart, Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 12 and now Israel what does the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord thy God, how? Shout it with all thy heart and with all thy soul that is what God is requiring from you. Let me say to your neighbor, neighbor, God is requiring something from you. Talk to your neighbor, please. Number one, to fear him, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve him with all your heart and all your soul. Don't be idle the Lord wants you to come out with your time, effort, and energy, and there are blessings both in time and in eternity. Don't just shrink and be observing and be criticizing. No! Don't be idle. Be active in the service of the Lord. Be engaged. Don't also serve with eye service. Don't serve with eye sa- Do you know what they call eye service? Eye service is when people are watching you. You are What? you are serving. When they are not watching you, Ephesians chapter 6, 5 and 6, servants be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Verse 6, not with what? As what? Men's pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God for we are Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Do all things without complaining, without murmuring don't complain do all things without murmuring and uh, disputing, complaining every time you are complaining you are murmuring I don't understand what is plaguing in this place in fact I don't like this place in fact heat is doing me here excuse me can you imagine that you can do something and that heat will stop when you see a problem that you notice just know that the reason why you are seeing that problem is because God wants to use you to solve that problem don't shift it and say, these people are not even serious here. Which people are you talking about? Which people? Who are you? Are you getting me at all? Get involved. God will help us in Jesus' name. We serve wholeheartedly. We serve passionately. Whatever your hand find them to do, do it with what? Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10. With all your might. Serve passionately. Whatsoever thy hand find it to do. Do it how? Do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave where you are going. Why are you idle? Very soon, you, you see, every day we are getting old. Every day we are getting old. Before you know it, you become too old to do anything. When I look at my father, my father is 85 years old. When I look at him like this, something will be telling me, one day you'll be like this old. And it's not a lie. My father cannot go for mission now. He's old. Are you getting me? I want to use my strength of the youth to serve the Lord. Where are the young men? The bachelors. You know, in the bachelors discipleship classic we had on Thursday, the Lord really challenged the young men in our midst to wake up and serve the Lord now that you are young. God will help us in Jesus' name. We have to be passionate Romans 12, 11, what did he say? He's not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving. Are you serving the Lord with fervency in your spirit, with zeal? Titus chapter 2, verse 14. Who gave himself for us? Who is that that gave himself for us? Jesus. That he might what? Redeem us from what? Some iniquity. For how many iniquity all of them, no sin should remain in our life. And purify unto himself a what? A peculiar people. How? Zealous of good works. Zealous. A zealous person does not wait for somebody to tell him what to do. He arises and do what he's supposed to do. May you receive the power to be zealous for God in the name of Jesus. Number three, we are to serve humbly. We are to serve him with humility. Serve the Lord. Listen, one of the reasons many of us are not serving is pride. Because a proud person cannot serve. You just come and look at it and say, what are these people doing here? Look at how they are singing. They are not even singing well. Eh? If, I, if I get that mic I know what to sing. Eh? <laughs> in fact, in, where I sang before, if you see how we are singing there. Excuse me, you have come here. Come and sing here. Are you getting me at all? Pride! You look down on people, talk everything, talk them down, say, I don't understand this. Listen, if you will serve, you will humble yourself. Sometimes when you criticize people that are proud, why they are serving, they will stop serving. Sometimes when you don't appreciate them and tell them, well done, they will stop serving, because they are looking for men's reward, not God. Serve humbly. Number four, serve diligently. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 22 talks about a brother that is diligent. And we have sent with them our brother whom we have oftentimes proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. This brother is diligent. What is diligence? Hard work. Steady hard work. Paying attention to details. Making sure that things are done well keeping awake in the night for the work of God to go well. Ah, these people are not visiting somebody. Start visitation. Feel that gap you are noticing. Amen. We are to serve skillfully. Psalm 78 verse 70 to 72. Skillfully. That is, you have to develop yourself so that you can serve well. Let us read it. He shows David also his what? May God call you his servant. Amen. And took him from the sheepfold, verse 71. From following the ills, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance, verse 72. Everybody read it together, one, two, go. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his uh, What is a skill? A skill can be something, a talent or a gift that has been developed, whether by training or by exposure. So you can actually train yourself so that you will serve God with skill. David did not serve carelessly. He served with the integrity of his heart and with the skillfulness of his hand, so you have to serve skillfully, serve faithfully. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Faithful is to ensure that you are not, you know, failing in your duty. One day I asked a brother. Why were you not in a moment of encounter on Sunday evening for two consecutive Sundays? He told one story, another story. And I told him, next Sunday you will come and when you come, you will not see anybody. You will not see me. You will not see Joshua. You will not see anybody. And when you will ask, what happened today? Is it not holding? I will tell my story. Joshua will tell his story. You know, some of you are saying, let me be going about. When I finish going about, they are, they, are, they are keeping the thing for me. Is somebody getting me at all? You are not responsible. You are not faithful. You don't want to be part of what God is doing. For what reason? Is it that God is not good to you? Is it that God is not answering your prayer? Is it that God is not blessing you? Be faithful in what you are doing. Don't tell stories. How you know a faithful man is that the same way you take your business is the same way you take the things of God. When they ask you to come and collect contracts, you will notice that whether rain or no rain, you are going through of us, You have to be faithful to the work of God that same way. Don't say there is rain. So, of well, us, if it has rained this afternoon, will you be here? Ah, so we even see it as a good excuse. When you are not telling them, why didn't you come? say, like, ah, me has no longer Unserious hearts, somebody is delivered from such unseriousness in the name of Jesus Christ. Serve with the fear of God, serve with the fear of God. Hebrew 12, verse 28. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God how acceptably with what. With reference and with what? Godly fear. Do you understand that? We have a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The kingdom of our God is going to to be forever and ever. He said, let us have grace so that we will serve God acceptably. Don't serve God anyhow. Serve God in an acceptable way. With reference. With fear. Godly fear. Don't be serving God and you are committing sin at the same time. If you have the fear of God like Joseph, you will not commit that immorality. You will cut off that boyfriend, that girlfriend that is leading you to sin. Serve God with fear. Today in the body of Christ, we see ladies after committing fornication, they will pick up mic to lead in, in songs. We see men after smoking and doing all sorts of things, they will start playing keyboard and beating band. All sorts of things happening in the house of God. No fear. Serve God with fear. Verse 29. For our God is a word? He can consume. Our God is a consuming fire. We, ha- we don't need to be careless with our life and say we are serving God. He's a consuming fire. He can consume. Psalm 2 verse 11. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice. Serve the Lord with fear so that you can have reward. Number 8, which is the last? Serve joyfully. Serve how? Joyfully. Psalm 100 verse 2. Okay, let's read together. I want to go. Serve the Lord. How? With gladness. Tell your neighbor, I will serve the Lord with gladness. With joy. joy. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47 and 48. I will serve the Lord with gladness. With joy. When I know that I am doing what He wants me to do, I will be happy. Are you there? Okay. Now, this is a serious. And that's the last passage we are reading. I want to pay attention to it. Let's read it together. I want to go. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joy and with gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things. Therefore thou shalt serve your enemies, which the Lord will send against you, in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until you have. Which one do you choose now? To serve the Lord in joyfulness, in gladness, in abundance of what? You must every time you must choose one today. You cannot escape it. Talk to him. Choose one to serve the Lord in joyfulness, abundance, or to serve the devil, because you cannot be neutral. You cannot, if you are not serving God, effectively, you are already a servant of Satan. By default. So you must choose one. That's why Joshua looked at the children of Israel when he was old and said, See, choose this day whom you will serve. For I and my family, my household, we will... Eyes on your feet and pray. What do you want? To serve the Lord or to serve the devil? I want you to take some time, maybe two or three minutes and pray. Two or three minutes and pray. Will you change your attitude in kingdom service? Will you say to God, I'm sorry I've not been doing well. And I want to start doing well today. I've been standing idle in the marketplace. You recruited me and brought me into the vineyard. And instead of me to be engaged in the work that filled the vineyard... I'm still idle here. Uh, some of you are saying, uh, "I just joined them yesterday." No, start work today. there is the work for you today. Begin something today. Whatever you can do, I'm not talking about those of us who have been here for one year, two years. You are not in any department. you are not doing anything. You are just coming on Sundays, on Sundays, all Arabia. No, it's time to change. Be carefully employed in the service of God. He', he it's a trust blessing. Make up your mind, I will serve. I will serve. In the next one minute, I will pray for you. Just pray for yourself. If you know you are a servant of sin, repent of your sin and say to the Lord, I don't want to serve sin anymore. I want to serve the Lord. I want to serve the Lord. I want to serve the Lord. Lord. I don't want to allow my problem, my troubles to distract me. I want to be on the service of the Lord. Always. Always. I want to be responsible. I want to serve faithfully, joyfully. Reverently. I want to have a reward. I want to have a reward on the last day. What do you want? Ask God for grace. He said, let us have grace so that we can serve acceptably. If you are on the Lord's side, serve him. Be totally committed in his service. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Thank you for listening. I trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our Telegram, podcast and YouTube channels at Chidebele Udeze. For testimonies, counselling and prayers, you can send an email to Revival Labels at gmail.com or call 80 and you can also follow us on our social media handles at Chidebele Udeze. God bless you.